Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business and I'm on a mission to help you become your own coach and truly lead in life and in business. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish there was a space where we not only talk about the inner work, but we actually do it together? Well, guess what? That place exists over in my group membership, Thrive Together. Inside Thrive Together, we meet most Mondays to plan out our weeks and each month we run a workshop and group coaching session as well as bonus private podcasts and monthly focus and intention setting. Let's be honest, you can listen to all the podcasts in the world, but will you do the inner work? You can join today and you can cancel any time. Once you're in, you have full access to all of the replays from the previous group coaching and workshops, ranging from being decisive and people-pleasing all the way through to overcoming your inner fears and getting out of your own way. So sign up anytime and do any of the workshops at your own pace. Simply sign up on my website at www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout or head to the link in the show notes of this podcast. Join today, cancel at any time, and let's start doing the inner work together. Hello, welcome to episode 70 of the Inner Work Conversation. So today I want to talk to you about the false benefits of your mind drama. Now, Firstly, what's mind drama? And secondly, false benefits? Yes, I'm going to go into all of it in today's episode. A lot of the work that I do involves holding a mirror up to people. So yes, it is true. Some of the work that I do involves training, involves workshops, involves developing people and giving them the skills, the tools, the knowledge that they need to grow in the ways that they want to grow. Yeah, But most of the time I find myself in coach mode, which means holding a mirror up to people, holding space for people, asking them the right questions to help them figure out the solution, figure out the answers for themselves and go deeper, connect to themselves, connect to their own wisdom in ways that they might not have been able to before. And a big reason for that disconnection is because of the mind drama that is happening for a lot of us. And I say us because although I do this job, I also have my own mind drama. I also get my own false benefits of my own mind drama. So this week I received a really lovely testimonial. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read it out. And I'm not reading it out to go, hey, look at me, look at how good of a coach I am. But more so to set the scene for this episode because hopefully in today's episode, it'll help you to achieve the same as what my client has. So for context, this particular person is a successful entrepreneur. They are a business owner of a baby photography business, an award-winning baby baby photography business. And here's what she had to say. She says, I've done courses where they give you a model. So you should charge more. You should do X amount of social media posts today. Basically, they give you the what you should do to be successful. What you do, Nick, is work with me to get me closer to myself by asking the right questions, which has helped me to realise my own best business model. I realise that it's only when someone is being really authentically themselves that you can actually create a business model that actually works for you. She says, you've nailed the name of your business, Nick, Thrive Life and Business. Because not only have you helped me to make business decisions, but you've also helped me to make sure those decisions make me happy too. 
you have helped me to be okay with being authentically me. This has brought my clients closer to me and made me love my business more. I'll be honest, when we had our session, I felt very uncomfortable during and after the session because it uncovered a lot and made me sit with some of the things that I haven't been brave enough to actually admit even to myself. But what you did was made me realize that the problem that I was presenting wasn't the problem at all. I was avoiding the real problem by fussing over a low level issue as an avoidance tactic because I was scared of change. Prompts that you've given me, Nick, during the conversation have come back to me. And as I've been going about my business, they're helping me to create change literally every day. Just to say your coaching is so relevant, Nick, it's such an excellent mix. You've got this wealth of business knowledge and then this wisdom and connection to spirituality and manifesting change. It's so unique. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I'm sitting here now editing galleries and doing my job, feeling so good, so excited to give my work to my clients and it feels amazing. Thank you for not telling me what to do, but coaching me and giving me the space to figure it out myself. Now, Obviously, that's really great feedback and there are lots of parts to it that I could pull upon, but where that feedback fits into into today's episode is the part where she talks specifically about, I'm going to refer back to the bit, what you made me realise is that the problem I was presenting wasn't the real problem at all. I was avoiding the real problem by fussing over a low-level issue as an avoidance tactic because I was scared of change. That is basically what this episode is about. In all of my clients and in myself, there is a common thread that I see. We want to be, do or have something or we want to not be, do or have something. So what that looks like is when we're working towards something, when we're working towards a goal, we want to be a healthier version of ourselves. We want to have a business instead of a job, right? When we want to not be, do or have something, that's working away from. So I want to not smoke anymore. I want to not be snappy towards my children and husband. You get it, right? So in all of us, we want to be, do or have something or not be, do or have something. And then what happens as we start moving towards the thing that we want or away from the thing that we don't, all this mind drama comes up. And how this comes up is totally different for each of us. And I'm going to give you a few examples of what I see. Here's some of the mind drama that I see in my clients. My clients, by the way, being one-to-one clients, my members inside Thrive Together, or the clients that I have inside my group program, which is closed at the moment, but I'm running it. It's live. It's called Do The Thing. So my clients are any of those people. And here's what I see. Here are some of the examples. I've written them down. So some of the mind drama that comes up, I feel behind, so I don't even know where to start. I feel behind, so what's the point in even trying? They're already doing my idea, so what's the point in me doing it? The market is saturated. I am not X, Y, and Z enough. I am too A, B, and C. You're too much. I am too much this, too much that. What's next? I'll do that when. Like one of those, like, I, I really want to be healthy, but I to get in the gym, I need to lose a little bit of weight first. And to lose a little bit of weight first, I need to order that protein and it's going to take two weeks to come. So actually, I also need to start running, but I'll start running when I feel confident enough to fit into the leggings and I'll order new leggings when I lose a bit of weight. It's a fucking vicious cycle that we're never going to complete. So I'll do it when. It's like perfectionism. What else have we got? What other mind drama have we got? Why is it so easy for them? and so hard for me, yeah? More mind drama, avoidance. 
So like procrastinating and procrastinating can come out in so many ways. Procrastinating cleaning, procrastinating eating, procrastinating learning, procrastinating buying shit on the internet. (laughs) There are so many forms of procrastination. In fact, I'm going to write myself a note. I'm going to leave the procrastinating post that I did on Instagram, I'm going to leave that in the show notes to this episode. Go and have a look. It's funny. You'll be able to identify yourself. What else have we got? Mind drama. Mind drama around numbing out. So numbing out could be eating. It could be mindlessly scrolling, mindlessly watching Netflix. None of those things are problems. It's only a problem when you're trying to avoid something. More, getting involved in drama that literally has nothing to do with you. I see this all the time. Investing your time, energy, and attention in a fucking shitty situation that has absolutely bugger all to do with you and is taking up your inner peace. Why? Probably because you're avoiding something. Um, And then the last one I've got written down is being confused. So actually knowing in yourself what you want to be, do, or have, but then when it comes to actually doing something about it, you blank. Or when someone says, oh, what is that thing that you're doing? You blank. You don't know. You're confused, right? I've seen it all in other people. I've seen it all in myself. And you're probably resonating with this because it probably applies to you too. But everyone wants realizing this in themselves, wants realizing that, hang on a minute, I've got something that I want to be, do or have. This mind drama is coming up just like for my client, right? So she says, I was focused on low level drama and it was helping me to avoid where I was wanting to put my energy and attention. So once people realize this, they normally have the same question. They're normally like, shit, yeah, (laughs) I am doing that. But the question that they then have is like, why? Why? Yeah, I can see it in myself, but why am I doing that? Why when I recognize it and I'm even making progress towards it maybe, why do I then get in in my own way? Why do I then sabotage myself? Why am I literally unintentionally manufacturing the exact outcome that I don't want? Normally, the, the outcome that we don't want is to fail. And normally we don't want the outcome of other people judging us in our failure. But yet, a lot of the ways that we sabotage ourselves, a lot of the ways that we create this mind drama that I'm talking about is actually going to lead us to the destination that we don't want, the outcome that we don't want, which is failure. So if your question too is like, why? I get it, Nick. And I, I resonate with it and I identify with it, but why the fuck am I doing it? And what do I do about it? Listen on, my friend, because... That is exactly what I'm going to explain in this episode. Why do I create this mind drama when logically I know it's not the right thing to do? I know it's not the thing that's going to get me what I want in terms of what I want to be, do and have. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about is why do I do it? Second thing, what are the false benefits of it? Third thing, what do I do about it? So going back to my client with the quote where she was saying how she was dealing with low-level shit, like low-level drama to avoid the thing that was really the problem, the thing that really needed work on. That was her version of mind drama and that particular tactic is called avoidance. Avoidance by obsessing and putting your energy and attention on something that actually gives you the false benefit of not addressing what's real. And so why do we generally create mind drama is exactly that. The reason that we, as in our brains, create mind drama is because our nervous system is very, very sensitive to anything that it sees as a threat. And I know that this is like, well, hang on a minute, there's no threats, I'm not unsafe here. Your nervous system is set up in such a way that is there to detect 
if something is a threat to your safety in terms of not like a saber-toothed tiger coming and chasing you and killing you, that's what we were programmed to. But these days it's more about, am I okay here? Am I at risk of failure, judgment of others, rejection in any way? And you can probably see where this is going. It's like, Oh, so what we're essentially saying then is the thing that I want to be, do or have is outside of my nervous system's comfort zone. And so when we actually go to do something towards what we want to be, do or have, our nervous system is like, fuck that. No, thank you. That is a risk. And then we go down the route of our tactics, our mind drama tactics. And the false benefit of it is that the more we invest our time, energy and attention into that list that I explained earlier, procrastinating, scrolling, numbing out, picking a fight with your partner, creating drama, being involved in drama, all of the shit, being mean to yourself, beating yourself up, all of the shit. The false benefit of you being involved in that mind drama is that you don't actually have to address what is really going on. And what is really going on is quite painful, right? Yes, I want to be, do or have that thing over there. But the mind drama allows me to escape, allows me to avoid the real pain that is actually, yeah, I want to be, do or have that thing, but I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to fail. I'm scared that I'm going to fuck it up. I'm scared that I'm going to let them all down. I'm scared that they're going to laugh at me. I'm scared of what my family, co-workers, colleagues, partner will think. That's the painful stuff. That's the stuff that we're trying to avoid. So please have it known that although it doesn't make logical sense and your brain can't make logical sense of this, neither can mine. But what we're actually doing in investing our time, energy and attention in this mind drama is helping us to avoid the riskier drama, which is the failure, the rejection, the being judged. And so it's almost like being able to say, well, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't do well in that exam, but I didn't really revise. So... And although what we are essentially doing is manufacturing the outcome that we don't want, failure, but it's different because we're failing by not trying at all. And so the role that the mind drama plays that our brain produces, the role that that mind drama plays is like a way to take us back to safety even though that safety is a place that we actually don't want to be. I know, it's fucked, but this is what we do. (laughs) So that leads me into like, what are the false benefits? You can probably hear by now, the false benefit of investing all of our time, energy and attention into these behaviours, sometimes even habits that mean that we get to avoid the real risk, which is the failure, the rejection, the judgment, The benefits is, it's very clear what the benefits are. It's that we don't have to feel the pain of if we really do try, if we really do focus, if we really do admit that we're not fucking confused at all. We know exactly what we're meant to do. And we also can admit that even if we don't know the 10 steps, we know the first one, admitting that we can take the first step and that we're not confused means that we again put ourselves in the realm of actually trying and failing, trying and being rejected, trying and being judged. So what the fuck do we do about it is the question on everyone's minds. The first thing to do is listen to an episode like this. Like, well done you. It takes a lot to invest in yourself in this way. And I know that you're probably on the other side. Like I'm on the microphone, you're on the headphones. I know you're on the other side of this being like, well, it doesn't take much to listen to a podcast episode. I disagree. You are choosing to invest your time and energy 
in listening to me for half an hour or however long this is going to be, you're choosing that. And I am spitting out some uncomfortable truths today. I am giving you some of my tougher love today. So the first step, you're already taking it. Like, well done, this is the first step to being or doing or having, whatever it is that you want to be, do or have, is listening to content like this. And while that's amazing and I applaud you and I celebrate you for that, you also know it's not enough, (laughs) right? So yes, step one, I celebrate you for consuming content like this. But once, once that mirror has been held up and once you're like, shit, she's right, I am doing that. And so the next step to that is doing something about it. Now, I'm not going to sell to you here, but what I am going to say is inside my group membership, Thrive Together, we have the tools to help you if this is you. We have group coaching. We have monthly Monday hour one check-ins where I literally hold a mirror up to you every week and call you out on the things that you're avoiding. But if you're never going to join a membership like that, if you're actually here to get the juicy content and that's free that you can practically implement in your own life and in business, if that's where you're doing this, then the next step after consuming content like this would be self-awareness. Because it's very easy, isn't it? Like just because you're learning this and you're like, shit, she's right. That really resonates with me. Just because you know different does not mean that you will automatically be different. So I go back to my client's feedback at the beginning of this episode. She was very clearly saying, you held a mirror up to me in that session that day and it was not fucking comfortable. And what it took for her, and I could see this, this is why it's so useful to have maybe one session a month or two sessions a month, is because sometimes we need the space and time to go away and let it fucking marinate because it is uncomfortable when someone holds that mirror up to you and shows you that the mind drama that you're investing in is just basically an avoidance tactic of dealing with what the really fucking important stuff is. Sometimes you need the time and space to go away and implement that into your own life, right? And it takes for self-awareness to be able to do that because you need to see, shit, I'm doing it. I work from home and I work on my own from home. I haven't got a boss holding me accountable. And there are shit tons of things in my business that I would rather avoid. There are decisions in my business that are scary for me to make. There are conversations that I would rather not have. And I use myself as an example here simply because it doesn't matter if you work for yourself at home. You also have scary decisions to make. You also have difficult conversations to have. And so I know that you can relate if you find yourself staring into a kitchen cupboard for no apparent reason. You're not even hungry, but you're there. Why is that? That is because you are avoiding something. (laughs) and I know you know so just because you've listened to this episode doesn't mean you're automatically going to be different it takes for self-awareness in that moment where you're about to get up from your desk and you're about to wander into the kitchen or you're about to pick a fight or you're about to go on Instagram or you're about to do whatever the avoidance tactic is for you to take that your moment of self-awareness and be like hang on a minute I feel something here and you have to learn to actually feel your feelings 
So number one is self-awareness. Number two, feel your fucking feelings. And by the way, feeling your feelings, I explained this to a client of mine on a call on Friday. Feeling your feelings is not identifying them. Feeling your feelings is not labeling them. So my client was saying, you know, I do feel my feelings because I know when I'm angry and I know when I'm frustrated and I know when I'm upset. And I was like, okay, when's the last time you laughed uncontrollably? When's the last time you cried? Like, I don't mean you your eyes welled up. I mean, the last time you actually cried. When was the last time you allowed yourself to healthily express anger and rage? And they were like, oh yeah, no, actually I don't because I've got shit tons to do and feeling those things will get in the way. So to be clear, number one, be aware of yourself. Number two, when you are feeling something, take three minutes, put a timer on your phone Sit where you're sitting and feel the feeling. Complete on feeling the feeling. Allow your nervous system to actually feel it rather than your brain identify it. Oh, I'm frustrated. Oh, I'm angry. Oh, and then if you don't actually allow yourself to feel that feeling, what what you will do unintentionally, what you will do is you will go and avoid the feeling. You will recognize it and then you will avoid it because it's fucking uncomfortable. So the number one skill that I work on with my clients, some of you think that the clients that I work with are all CEOs and leaders of these big, massive companies. No, like they're they're normal people like me and you, yeah? But the main skill that we work on together is actually how to feel in a healthy way because so many of them have learned to avoid their feelings through shame and through efficiency. They believe that it's not efficient and they don't look well collected if they take three minutes out of their fucking working day to cry the tears that need to come out of them rather than store them inside and end up face planting a Mars bar or shouting at the kids or picking an argument with their partner or being cranky with their colleagues. These are the ways that suppressed emotions come out of us. They either manifest through unintentional behaviors towards others or unintentional behaviors towards ourselves, or sometimes they manifest in actual physical illness. When we trap our emotions inside, when we push them down, these are the ways that they unintentionally manifest. So to be clear, number one, self-awareness. Number two, feel your fucking feelings. Let me give you an example. So say I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm meant to be publishing my website today, but I'm scared because the moment I publish it is the moment that the world will see it. And the moment that the world can see it, two things could happen. They could judge me and they could think, oh, Nikki's a dickhead. And then number two, people could see it and not actually want to work with me. And that will mean I failed. If I fail, blah, 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 all the mind drama, right? So rather than do the avoidance tactic, what I want you to do instead in that moment is be like, shit, I I recognize here, I'm scared. I feel it like I can feel it in myself and I'm not gonna avoid that feeling. I'm gonna sit with it. Maybe I'm gonna do some breathing. Maybe I'm gonna journal this out, but I'm not gonna avoid it. I'm not gonna pretend it doesn't exist because I want this goal for me. I want to publish this website, but my body, as in my brain and my nervous system, are making me wanna avoid doing that for reasons we've already discussed. So I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna feel the feelings that I feel which is fucking petrified actually. And once I've felt that scaredness and once I've maybe journaled it out a little bit, then I'm gonna coach myself through it. Now, the self-coaching framework that I teach my my members inside Thrive Together, that I teach my clients inside Do The Thing, that self-coaching framework allows you then to go, hang on a minute. I can now see that actually the fact of the matter is, 
it's just a website that needs to be published. But my thoughts, my brain is creating this mind drama that is going, yeah, but if I publish the website, then people can judge me. And my thought on that is that that would feel completely shit. And actually, if I published it and they didn't like it, then I would fail. And that would mean that I'm a failure. And that makes me feel sad. So that feeling sad drives me to not publish the website, but instead spend half an hour on the branding or researching and looking at other people's websites or eating something when I'm not hungry. You get it. And the results that that then gets me is another day where I don't publish my website. And every day that goes by where I don't publish my website, I lose a little bit of trust in myself. I lose a little bit of confidence in myself. So it takes for you to be so aware in those moments. It takes for you to feel how you really feel in those moments and acknowledge that and create space for that to then be able to coach yourself through and literally just take the first fucking step. This is why if you're a Thrive Together member and you're listening to this episode, this is why I am so keen for you to set your goals every single week and then recognize what the high value activities towards that goal would be. And for those of you who aren't members, let me explain. Quite often in life and in business, so many of us want the plan, the plan, the year plan. What am I going to do in 2022? How am I going to nail it in business? What am I going to be in my life? But we want this grand plan, right? We want the year, the three year, the five year plan all of the things that we're going to achieve and all the stuff that we're going to do. Fucking bollocks, right? Because when it comes down to it, unless you can execute on that, it's not worth shit. So let me explain what I do with my members. Every single week, we come together on a Monday and I'm like, okay, your overarching vision for what you want, what is your goal this week from a personal perspective? And what is your goal from a professional perspective? What do you want? So they'll identify their goal. And I'm like, cool. Now, look at that goal and tell me what would the high value activities to that goal be? If I give you the example that I used before, website. I want to publish my website, but the only thing left to do on that is to complete the contact me page. So that's the goal. The goal is complete the contact me page, press publish. That's the goal. The high value activities, I'm now going to identify them. So the high value activities would be put a contact me form on the website page, make sure it works click publish. They're the high value activities. Low value activities would be fuck about with brand colors, piss about with brand fonts, ring my auntie Sue and ask her, does she like the look of this? Maybe research other people's, you all fucking, you're all listening to this going, oh my God, I do these things. Yeah, because guess what? Working on low value activities is another piece of mind drama that allows us to avoid doing the thing that requires courage, right? So in Thrive Together, that's exactly what we do. We identify the goal, we identify the high value activities and we commit to them. And then at the end of the week, we're like, how did we get on? And even if you only did one of those high value activities when you had three, that's fine because the activities you identified were literally the highest value ones, meaning it's going to take you closer towards your goal in less steps. And that is the reason why we don't need this grand plan with steps one through to 72 laid out. We just need to know the first ones. We just need to know the ones we're going to execute on this week because a plan is fuck all without execution 
and execution cannot happen if you are getting in your own way and sabotaging yourself because you refuse to address the fact that you also, like all of us other humans, have this mind drama that comes up, that stops you in your tracks. And again, that's exactly what we do inside Thrive Together. I make it very, very clear with my members that when they actually identify and then go to do these high value activities, they are going to, in those moments, meet their fears. And it's this work that I'm explaining to you in this episode. It's this work that week on week, when we actually go through week on week, hour one after hour one after hour one, which is the fucking benefit of being a member for some people inside Drive Together have literally been a member for a year because it's been open for a year. And they are like, oh my God, I am learning all of the time because the method that we teach, it's not like a, these are the five steps. It's a, if you keep practicing it, you will keep uncovering layers of yourself around what type of mind drama you create, how you can overcome it, how you can raise your self-awareness, call yourself out, feel what you need to feel, and then go forward anyway with courage. That, that is the beauty of doing what we do inside Thrive Together. But if you're not a member, I hope this episode has served you in the way of A, seeing what your mind drama actually is. A lot of the time, we sort of go into this place, don't we, where we're like, I fucking hate me because I just procrastinate. I hate me because... I just get in my own way. I hate me because... And we actually just dislike ourselves. We just, we're not doing anything about it. We're just labeling ourselves and just being in this space of disliking ourselves because we're doing something. Not recognizing that it's totally within your power. If you don't like something about your own behavior, it is maybe hard, yes, but totally within your power to be able to do something about it. That is the work. And that is the brave work, that is the courageous work, and that is the work that I'm here to support you doing. So I hope in this episode, it's helped you to identify in yourself where your mind drama is, how you create it, your own false benefits of avoiding the things that require courage in your life, in your business, and also a little bit around what to do about it. I hope this episode has served you today. I am going to leave it there. I, of course, am always cheering you on, and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.